0: Hey guys, you have tuned into to the P40 Ministries podcast, and hi, my name is Jen. I am the host of the P40 Ministries podcast, and you know what? I wonder why they don't call female hosts hostesses. <laughs> I am the hostess of the P40 Ministries podcast. <laughs> I know that's not correct, but I do wonder why. I, I don't know. But friends, today we are going to be discussing Mark chapter 12, verses 13 through 17. So let's see what's going on here today with these people that are trying to challenge Jesus. I'll be reading out a W.E.B. version of the Bible. They sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to him, that they might trap him with words. When they had come, they asked him, Teacher, we know that you are honest, and don't defer to anyone, for you aren't partial to anyone, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we give or shall we not give? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. And they brought it. And he said to them, Who is this image and inscription? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus answered them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. They marveled greatly at him. So Jesus had just finished doing a like a parable against the Pharisees. The Pharisees knew it was against them, and they got super angry. And it says in verse 12 that they tried to seize him, but they feared the multitude. So in fact, they did not seize him. So instead, they went away and decided to conspire against Jesus so that they could trap him with his words, is what they were trying to do. So one of the big hot-button issues back in those days was actually taxes. And we see that many, many times actually throughout Jesus' life about how much the people hated the taxes. And I think even in the Chosen series, they talk a little bit about how much the people back then hated taxes. So taxes was a huge hot button topic. So what's a better way to trap Jesus in his words in the minds of these Pharisees than to ask him about taxes since it was such a divided issue? So they decide to pair up with these Herodians. So the Pharisees and the Herodians come together and they used to be enemies, but now they have a common goal to take down Jesus because Jesus is taking their authority away from them as he absolutely should be. You see, when John the Baptist had his authority taken away from him because of Jesus, John the Baptist said, my disciples, go, go follow Jesus. That is what you're supposed to be doing. That was the humbleness of John the Baptist to recognize that his life was not all about him, but in fact, it was Jesus and Jesus's message and what Jesus was about to do, which was to save every single person. John was able to see the full picture, but these Pharisees and these Herodians, even though they claimed to be followers of God, did not want Jesus's authority to usurp their authority. They didn't want that. They were upset about it. And because Jesus was doing these miracles and teaching all this stuff, you know, people were starting to follow him instead of following them. So unlike John the Baptist, the Herodians and the Pharisees hated Jesus and were so prideful that they were unable to see the full picture and everything that was supposed to be happening. So Here's what happens. The Herodians and the Pharisees come together, which by the way, these two these two groups of people were complete opposites of each other. That would be like proud boys and third wave feminists coming together to do a common goal. Complete opposite groups, right? That are coming together to do to to take down Jesus is what the Herodians and the Pharisees were doing. So the Pharisees believed in the Authority of God. They believed that Israel was supposed to be a complete and separate nation, was not supposed to be under Roman rule, and was basically God was in authority. God was supreme. That is what the Pharisees believed. The Herodians, on the other hand, did not necessarily believe that. They believed that uh, Rome was kind of a good thing, and that we were supp- the the Jewish nation was supposed to submit to Rome, and that is how they were going to achieve you know, um, God's favor on them, basically, is is kind of what my understanding of what the Herodians were. They uh, were called the Herodians because they enjoyed the rule of the Herods, which were the kings at this time period. So that is why the Pharisees and the Herodians could just never come together because the Pharisees did not want to compromise uh, Jewish independence, basically. So now it says here in Mark chapter 12 verse 13 that says the pharisees and the herodians came to him that they might trap him with words and when they had come they asked him teacher we know that you are honest and you don't defer to anyone so they're flattering him so they're saying all this nice stuff to jesus they're like you're an honest man, you know, you don't worry about what people think of you. You know, you only care about God. And They're just like trying to butter Jesus up, right? Because they think that somehow this is going to affect Jesus. And so they're, they're buttering Jesus up. And they're saying, you know, you're not partial to anyone, but you truly teach the way of God. And so then they say to him, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or to not? Shall we give or shall we not give? So this like I said, hot button topic back then. Some of the people back in those days, some some Jews, I believe it was the uh, Zealots, actually, which was one of Jesus's disciples, refused to pay taxes to Caesar because they believed in Jewish independence like the Pharisees did. But other people, they basically did do the taxes and most people did do the taxes in order to not get into trouble. But I don't believe that anybody actually liked the taxes to Rome because it was a constant reminder how Rome ruled over them. So no Jew really liked the concept of taxes, I don't think. So if Jesus ended up saying, yes, pay taxes, people would have gotten angry because they're like, oh, how dare this guy tell us to pay taxes? But then if Jesus said, no, you shouldn't have to pay taxes to Rome, uh, the Romans would come in and arrest Jesus as being somebody who didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> and he could have gotten into a lot of trouble. And then there, the Pharisees' problem solved. Jesus out of the picture. So they believed that this was a fantastic question to ask Jesus that there was no way out of, right? So Jesus is so smart here. And it was something that only Jesus could have thought up. So he says to them, he, he completely ignores the fact that they were flattering him. And in fact, he says, why are you testing me? <laughs> so he ignores the flattery, and he says, "Bring me a denarius, that I may see it," which was a coin. So they bring him the coin, and he looks at it, and he's like, "So who's this image and inscription I see here on this coin?" And the people all answer, they're just like, "Oh, well, you know, that's uh, that's Caesar's image." So here's what Jesus says: He's like, "Oh, well, you know, if Caesar's inscription is on this coin." and this belongs to Caesar. And so he says, give to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar, but give to God the things that belong to God. Basically, Jesus, in so many words, said, pay your taxes. (laughs) But he said it in such a wise way, because it made the people think, you know, it made the people think like, oh, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be mixing in religion with this specific issue, with taxes. So what Jesus is saying here is the heart is truly what matters. God looks at the heart. There is many times in the Bible that it says that, that God looks at the heart. And Jesus is saying that your heart is what belongs to God. This coin, which is temporary, I mean, I don't know if there's any denariuses around. Maybe there's some in museums. And those things pass away. That's kind of what Jesus is saying here. You know, these things pass away. But your heart, your soul, those things are everlasting. Those things are what matter. Your soul, your heart. And so what he's saying is give God those things, the things that really, really matter. But then this thing that has Caesar's image on it, give that to Caesar. So I want to jump over to, let's see here, Romans um, chapter 13, verses 1 through, let's see, 1 through 2. And this is Paul talking here in Romans. And this is fascinating because Paul himself was once a Pharisee. So the fact that Paul is saying this would have been absolutely unheard of for a Pharisee to say this kind of stuff at this point in time. And I mean, Paul was a previous Pharisee, so he didn't believe what the Pharisees believed anymore. But since he was at one point a Pharisee, he would have believed that uh, that Rome was evil and that Rome should not be governing over Israel and stuff like that. So here's what Paul has to say. Uh, Romans 13, one and two, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God granted by his permission and sanction. And those which exist have been put in place by God. Therefore, whoever resists governmental authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who have resisted it will bring judgment, civil penalty on themselves. So I'm sorry, I actually read that out of the AMP version, but it's, It's just fascinating that Paul would say that kind of stuff while Israel was still under the control of Rome during all that time. I mean, God is in control of of the government. We might think we have some control in the government, but God is the one who sets kings up and he takes them down. That is what Daniel says. That is a a verse from Daniel that God has placed these people in, in command. And there's a reason for that. We might not like it. We might be wondering why, you know, why is so-and-so the king? Why is so-and-so the president? Why is so-and-so, you know, this or that or the leader? We don't know. But God, in fact, puts these people in the positions that he gives them. And so Paul's point is to obey those governmental authorities, because if you don't, It's going to be bad for you. And there's actually a verse in Ecclesiastes I'm going to jump over to as well. It's Ecclesiastes 8, verses 5 and 6. Whoever obeys and keeps a royal command will experience neither trouble nor misery, for a wise heart will know the proper time and the appropriate procedure. For there is a proper time and an appropriate procedure for every delight, though mankind's misery and trouble lies heavily upon him who rebels against the king. There is so many things in the Bible that talk about obeying governmental authorities. And even Ecclesiastes here, which uh, this book was written by Solomon, who was in fact a king, he is saying, you know, that if there is a time and a place where you have to disobey the king, do it wisely. That's what it says. For a wise heart will know the proper time and appropriate procedure. But other times, if it doesn't matter, if it's not against God's will, if it's not against, you know, what God is telling us to do, if it, you know, if it is not taking our hearts away from God or other people's hearts away from God, just do it. And that's what Jesus is saying. That's what Paul is saying. That's what Solomon is saying. There's so much wisdom in the Bible about that. I think there's even a verse in first or second Peter that talks about, uh, submitting to governmental authorities. Just be respectful of them. Be, um, considerate of them. But if they start giving you a command that is contrary to God's word and you have to follow that command, like for example, people having to try to submit to other gods. And, you know, at that point in time, uh, the king is saying, you know, kill anybody who doesn't submit to these gods. And you know, people stand up to that. And that is when you say no and you stand for what you believe in. Because your heart cannot be swayed. Because your soul is more important than uh, this king's command. But when it comes to issues that are not involving the soul or the heart, does it really matter? Is that affecting your soul? Or is that just giving to the government what is the government's? But there will be a time and a place, possibly for some of you guys, Or you will have to stand your ground and be like, no, this is what I believe in, and I will not compromise my soul for this stupid command that uh, the government gives, or your leader gives, or your pastor gives, or who, who knows who. But what Jesus is saying here, and what much of the Bible preaches to us, is for the most part, just be in submission to the leaders, because God is in control, God is watching everything, and God takes those kings down when they're evil he will take them down so that is kind of the um, moral of this story i believe is just to be in submission to be respectful at least even if we don't like the person that is our boss or i don't know in authority over us we still need to be respectful of that person and pray for them you know paul talks about praying for peace in the nation that you are in or in anywhere else really wherever you're at praying for peace because god will listen to that and it is an important thing to do so pray for your leaders try to dedicate some time this week actually to uh pray for some people maybe that you don't necessarily like maybe your boss maybe your co-worker you know that's overseeing a project maybe who knows somebody that's in authority maybe you don't like them but uh, dedicate some time to pray for them this week because I do believe that that is important and it's also talked about in scripture as well. Friends of Faith listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please rate it five stars from whatever listening platform you are on because that will help the P40 Ministries podcast get found by more people. And you know, if you want to spread the message, I do believe that the P40 Ministries podcast is an excellent way to do that because we're pretty much talking only about the Bible here. So friends, please uh, rate the podcast five stars, share it on your social media platforms, and tune in tomorrow for another great episode out of Exodus. Friends and faithful listeners, happy listening, and God bless.